morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? We're doing good. If you don't know me, my name is Dave. Uh, and some of you, this is, uh, I get to have a, a second week with you, two weeks in a row. Blessing for me. I'll pray for you. Um, I, so did you have a good Christmas? Was, was it a good one? The Griffin Christmas was, was excellent. Uh, the one reason it was excellent is because us Griffins are all uh, storytellers. Uh, and so we all got together and we're all sitting there and we all just, everyone was in, we just started telling stories about how it was growing up as a Griffin. And I haven't belly laughed like that in a long time. I would tell the stories here and you wouldn't laugh. You'd be like, you guys are weird. But that's right. We uh, laughed a long time. In that though, I started just thinking, you know, reminiscing about everything. And I started thinking about uh, the year 2018. Um, and so I'd like to describe what Dave Griffin's 2018 year was like. I'm a I'm going to do it through a, a story because that's how we roll. Uh, and so you got to go to be able to describe what 2018 like was for me. You got to go back to uh, my mid-20s. When I was in my mid-20s, I lived in Mexico. And I, lived, I was ministering in a neighborhood that was a rough neighborhood. It had several gangs in it. And there were fights. There were muggings. There was people getting beat up. And I just realized I come from the suburbs of Chicago. I have no idea how to fight. And so I'm like, since I'm here and ministering, I, I'm, I, better, I better learn how to handle myself. Uh, and so I looked around my little town in Mexico. I looked around and I found a dojo, which pronounced in Spanish is dojo. So it was great. It all worked out. Um, basically what that is, it's a, it's a school to teach me a little bit of martial arts. It was a karate place. And so I walked in. The, the sensei or the teacher, the master, whatever they, whatever you end up calling him. Uh, the guy that was there was, was special and everybody was kind of impressed by him. He had studied about 20 years under and taught directly by Chuck Norris himself. And yeah, all of you are like, whoa. That's kind of what's my, I was like, whoa, really? And so this guy had, had gone over when he was like 12 years old and, and actually lived in the back of Chuck Norris's gym, which was in California, learned his thing, was in a bunch of his movies, was a seventh uh, degree black belt under Chuck Norris's system. And now I get to learn under him. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. So I was pretty excited about it. Uh, I remember the first day I was there, uh, you got your little karate uniform on. And I think it was either a white belt or a yellow belt, whatever belt it was, it said the same thing. You know nothing. Um, now, I've, I have been with brothers, and so the one thing I know I can do is, because my brothers have complained about it, is I got a pretty good right punch. You know, I, could, I can get a little bit of, and I knew that, and so we practiced our little whatever it was, and at the end of the thing, it's, hey, we, after, at the end of every session, we have a sparring match, and so everybody divided up. Well, since I was in Mexico, no one wanted to spar with the white guy. I was the unknown factor, and so everyone divided up, and sensei, you know, under Chuck Norris himself says, hey, Gringo, come here, you fight with me. And I was like, uh. and the whole class went, oh. And I kind of looked at my, like, why? And they explained to me that he, in all of his sparring for the years, even, no one has ever punched this guy in the face. And no, he has never, no one's ever made contact with this area. And I was like, challenge accepted. Might be my first time, but I am going to be the first. I was not as wise as I am now when I was younger. And so we started out and we were going, and he explained a couple things with your sparring match. You never let your guard down and never stop until I say to stop. And I got that and we were going at it. And I mean, he was so much better than I was. There was no way that I was going to ever, I was doing the best I can, kind of wildly flailing and he's blocking everything smoother than smooth. And he's kind of just, you know, laughing. And well, in the middle of it, another student says, sensei, I need some help. And kind of did it with panic in his voice. He turned put down his guard, 
but never said, stop the fight. I had learned my lesson. I was like, sweet, this is my chance to be the first. And I did it, man. I planted my right leg and I just went, boom. And I caught him right on the chin and I hit him hard. His head snapped back. The room went silent. And he just kind of stayed there for about a second like this. And then just turned around and looked and went, in serio? Which means, really? (laughs) And then what happened after that is what I would describe my 2018 as. He picked up his right leg and decided not to use his arms because he was lazy, I guess, but picked up his right leg and his leg did things that I had never known was possible. And this is why it reminded me of 2018. At the end of it, I had a bloody nose, black eye, and I couldn't chew food normal for about two weeks. I was beat up pretty bad. And then when I look back at 2018, I'm standing, but I'm beat up pretty bad. I don't know how 2018 has been for you, but I've, I've taken some, some, some hits in 2018. There were some things I was hoping to be able to do financially, but because of unwise spending or, or just because of problems in life, I, I did not reach my goals financially, honestly, uh, and, and be able to do some things for my family that I wanted to do. I uh, beat up a, a little bit financially. Uh, health-wise, uh, I think one of the, I've been hard on my body, but I, I was hoping to be better and more healthy and, 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 and exercise more. The truth of the matter is every time I've tried some hard, my body has broken down. And so I've suffered some, some injuries and some setbacks health-wise. I got the flu, which I have never gotten and thought I was going to die. And so it was just one of those where I've had some setbacks. Uh, relationally, you think you'd you know, be married 21 years. I think I'd be a little more wise, but I said some things this year that I know for a fact caused my wife some hurt and some pain. And I have looked at how I have relationally treated some people even in ministry. I've made some ministry mistakes. And so I kind of look at them. I've been beat up uh, uh, in a little bit. And and I'm still standing. And maybe your 2018 has been like that. But 2018, I feel like I got a black eye and I'm not chewing my food normally right now. Uh, it's, it's, It's beat me up. And so what I decided to say is I kind of looked at it and said, man, 2018 was a fight. I want to fight better in 2019. I want to be able to have a little bit more victory. I want to know some, some, some moves to be able to be, have a little bit more victory in my 2019. So as we're celebrating the last days of the old year and about to step into the new days of the new year, why don't we learn this a little bit together, be inspired? So what I did in my study is I first went and I did a little bit of Google and said, well, what does the Bible say about fighting? And so I looked up the word fight. And in my translation, it is used 188 times, the word fight or fighting or something along those lines. 177 of those times were in the Old Testament. And they were about two things. One is the word fighting was described as the Israelites. You must fight the Midianites. Or the Midianites came to fight God's people. Describing a fight that was going to happen. And I was like, "Mm, doesn't help me. And the next one was, was when I thought it was great and it was wonderful. There was a bunch of Psalms in it that talked about how God fights for us. And I was like, man, it's great. But the truth is, is I know that I wouldn't be standing if God wasn't fighting for me. And, and, I, and I get that. And that's great hope. But I, I want to know what my part in this whole thing is because I, I feel beat up. Is there something that I could do? So in the New Testament, it's used, uh, the word fight, in my, in my translation again, it's used, it, was, it was used 11 times. Three of those times was in, in, in First and Second Timothy. And what First and Second Timothy, it's talking about fighting the good fight. Basically, you have a young guy, Timothy, 
who is being trained by this veteran fighter of life, fighting on God's side of things, Paul. And so Paul is writing him a letter, actually training him and telling him, hey, this is how you fight the good fight of faith. Uh, Timothy's about to head and be the leader of a church. This church in Ephesus was heading in the wrong direction. It was believing in false teaching and it was putting too much confidence in material uh, and, and, well, money, to be honest with you. And basically, Paul is saying, you're going to have to lead them different. And so you're going to be heading into, uh, your life is going to be a fight as you lead this church. And so I'm going to train you up to do it. I got excited about that. And so we're going to actually look at together the final charge to Timothy. And see if we can learn any godly fighting moves. Um, And so let me pray for us. And then we're going to be reading it. And we're just going to read it together. So let me pray. Father, I just thank you so much for 2018. And God, I thank you that it humbled me enough that I'm I'm looking to your word for some sort of help. Uh, God, I just pray too that we would uh, fight the good fight of faith. And start by being inspired today. So speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's this final charge to Timothy, written by Paul to train him to fight. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 6, starting with verse 11. This is what it says. But you, man of God, flee from all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who will testify before Pontius Pilate, made a good confession. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be honor and might forever. Amen. As you look at the scripture, it's actually divided into two parts. The first part is actually the action stuff. He says, pursue, flee, fight. It's the call, the action. And we're going to look at that in a little bit. The second part is the reason why we actually do these actions. I was kind of looking at my 2019 and saying, Lord, help me to fight better so that I can have a better life. This is describing where this life actually comes from. It says, there's God who gives all life. How? Through Jesus Christ who stood in front of Pontius Pilate, meaning the one who actually died for your sins, died for your life, the one that then conquered death because it says to him be the honor and might forever, meaning that he is now in a stance of victory. You see, we have to realize that if I just want to fight and better my life, I'm fighting the wrong fight. The fight I should be fighting is his fight, which he has already won for me. I already know the outcome if I push my life into his realm and fight Jesus's fight. Because he, on the cross and on in his resurrection, won the battle for me. And so instead of trying to better my life so that I feel comfortable... I ought to turn and say, I know now the base and foundation of what I am fighting for. It's his fight. And I already know how it's going to end. I win because Jesus won. And through his grace and mercy, no matter how bad I get beat up in 2019, I will become victorious because he has already won that victory for me. 
And so when we all start the whole thing, we have to just first look at it and say, so is 2019 going to be about making me comfortable and have a good life? Or is it actually about to say, hey, I am fighting for his life because his way to live, I already know the outcome. It's to him the honor that's going to be forever. It's him who I fight for. And so that was the first thing I looked at and said, all right, if that's my reason for fighting, because in him, I already have the victory. Then I'd like to look at and say, all right, so what are my moves? He's already fought for me. He's won the victory. What could I do to make this better? So this is what it says. And we're looking at verses uh, 11 and 12. It says this, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. There's really three things in there. There's flee, pursue, and fight. And the first one we're going to look at is the fleeing one. He says that we should flee. Now, that doesn't sound like fighting words to me. That sounds like coward words. I was kind of looking at it going, I was hoping to get a manly thing to do, but I'm supposed to turn and run? So I got to look at it and say, flee has an, has an urgent sense to it that don't stand in front of, don't mess with, but instead turn and run the opposite direction. Well, I got to figure out what is he actually asking me to flee from? According to scripture, it says flee from all of this. Well, what is all of this referred to? Remember, it's written to Timothy and he was talking about all of the sins that the church in Ephesus was doing. It was all of their problems and their sins were this. They trusted money so much that they stopped trusting God. And so instead of putting their trust in God, they were putting their trust in money, which made money or the desire for it their God. You see, he's saying you need to run from anything that is pulling you away from fully trusting and fully giving yourself to God. That's what sin is. It's any decision we make that actually pulls us away from God. And when we look at it, it's using this word flee, meaning we should do it and do it quickly. We should, we should, we should this is a serious matter. Don't, don't dilly-dally, I guess we could say, and say it's all right. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of uh, sins that I have in my life that I just sort of use the excuse of, well, everyone is doing it, or, or this is, it's really, no, it's really no big deal, and people do a lot worse. But the truth of the matter is, is any sin, whether it's as, as deep and profound as an addiction to pornography, or if it's as what we would say subtle and little as a bad attitude towards a neighbor, the truth is, is all sin heads in the same direction. And that direction is so important to know that God is saying, wait, first great move, flee from sin. If you really want to live 2019 with my victory, run away from it. And so I, I was thinking about that saying, is, well, so what's the big deal? Well, here's the big deal. I found this verse in James chapter 113 says this, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown gives birth to death. See, even if my sin or my, is as little as having a bad uh, attitude towards a neighbor. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor. If I'm kind of looking at me, my neighbor annoys me. And so I got a bad attitude. That's actually a sin. Well, what's really the big deal, Dave? Because all sin heads in the same thing. Sin is kind of like, 
a mouse trap. Basic mouse trap. If you if you set these things, is they have one uh, basic. They want to attract a mouse, not to make friends with it, but to kill it. And sin is the same thing. Whether it's deep or whatever, sin has one thing. It, it actually kills us spiritually. It pulls us away from God. And God loves us so much. He says, hey, I don't want you to do this. So let's just say, you know, this is my little sin. It's just a bad attitude towards, towards a neighbor. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. I get up close next to it and it smells nice. It's, I'm, I'm enticed. And as it grows, it ends up being, oh, this is like the fourth time I've done this. Oh, only two more times. <laughs> Got to go back to Wheaton and come back here. And every time it seems to hurt more because it's in the exact same spot. But it is designed to do what? To kill my finger. And guys, I just want you to understand that sin is, is dangerous. And what God is saying is, is, is don't mess with it anymore. May 2019 be a time that we step away from the trap of sin and start fleeing in the other direction. And it should be a desperate move. Flee. And so if, 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 if your sin is, a, is an addiction that you cannot beat, then find the help that's going to help you to flee and run from it. If it's one of those things where it's a smaller thing and you can handle it on your own, dear Lord, help me to flee from the things that pull me away from you. Because the Jesus that died for us wants us to truly live and not have specks of death in us. He says it's dangerous. Run from it. So that's the move number one. And I was thinking about this is what happens is normally when we get excited about that, what we do is we flee from sin and we flee to what? Fleeing is a movement. So if I'm going to get rid of this, I need to fill it with something. It's not like what I did one day when I decided to say, hey, I'd like to change my diet. So I'm no longer going to eat Twinkies. And so I fled from Twinkies right into the arms of frozen Snickers bars. See, that, that doesn't work bringing in one. And br- so what are we supposed to? And what is great is, this is what it says. It says, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue, go into righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. We're supposed to run into the life that God has for us. God's life. We should pursue God's life. Now, what is beautiful is, is if God has forgiven us of our sins and we have this life, we can actually begin to live his characteristics and pursue them, to go after them, to run into them. What is it? We can go to righteousness, that we could actually pursue living life correctly, not in the wrong way, but in the right way as an example to the world. Godliness, what does that mean? God is holy and set apart that we could live a life that is pure in the way that we think, in the way that we act, in the way that we talk to other people. What we look at could actually be pure and godly. We should pursue that and run into that. Faith. This world needs more people who have faith that no matter what circumstance are happening, that we stand on the good promises to say, hey, God's already won the victory. Let's follow him. Let's have faith in who God is. Love. That we would actually pursue in a life that I put other people's problems and needs above my own. I'm going to truly love like Jesus loved me. Endurance. Man, there are so many people that are saying this whole faith thing is hard and walking away and not persevering. They need, this world needs an example of people who are going to run into that godly characteristic of saying no matter what horrible thing 2019 gives me, I'm going to stand strong and I'm going to endure of who Jesus is. And the last one, gentleness. I had to look this one up because I don't feel very gentle. I don't think there's a lot of people like, like my, my, my little nieces and nephews say when I tickle, I am not gentle. 
They say it makes me laugh and it hurts all at the same time. And so it's one of those where I'm like, oh, all right, uh, uh, what is gentle? Gentle is how you treat other people. It's that kindness and a niceness that the people around you feel peace and feel like they like to be around you instead of some of the harshness that this world brings. And we should actually pursue those. What is pursuing those things? If I'm going to turn away from some of my sin and I'm going to turn into being, living God's life, how do we actually do that? And I started thinking about it and I could only come up with one example of somebody who has lived this out in front of me and, and we're going to follow her example and it's my wife. Uh, and so this is a picture of, of my wife so y'all can see her, that, that's her. The bearded guy, that's me. People have asked, what am I looking at? Absolutely nothing. That's how I take pictures. Done it since I was five, drives my mom nuts. I still got some sanctification and some fixing to do. I get it, but that's what I do. And so that's my wife right there. Uh, she's, she's one of the most godly women I ever met. And so she actually kind of walks through a couple things in order to pursue. And it's all P words. And so I'm such a junior hire. There's gonna be a lot of P here today. So we're gonna go through all those P words. So the first P word is she realizes you gotta pray. It's God's victory that we're living. It's his fight that we're fighting. And so if we think that we can actually step into this, away from sin and into his, without his help, I don't think we're realistic. We need to pray and say, God, help me be righteous. God, please help me be gentle. Well, one day she had actually chose the whole gentle thing. Uh, and so she was gonna go at this. And the first thing is, is to pray. The second is to find a place to actually practice what we're, I love it that it's practice. It doesn't say we got to go out and be perfect. And it's just this, I am going to practice this, this attribute of God. And what normally happens is, is it ends up in some sort of praise of God, thank you. Because I didn't understand that that could happen. That's kind of the pattern my wife takes as she pursues it. She first prays for it. And then she actually practices it. And then she praises God afterwards. And I saw this in person with her when we went to Sam's a couple weeks before Christmas, which was a horrible place to go a couple weeks before Christmas. She had picked gentleness. I think she wanted to go out and be kind. And we're going out and we're in a place that I think the entire country had decided it was time to go to Sam's and Christmas shop. And they all chose the Sam's that I was going to, which, which makes it a very non-gentle place in any way. And so my wife is going to go. So we're in the parking lot and we're in the parking lot. I'm like, come on, let's go. Let's get in there. Let's get out of there. I don't want to be here. This is horrible. And I'm instantly in a task trying to make life as easy as for Dave as possible. My wife is sitting there. She's got her purse open and she's pulling a piece of paper in and out of it. And I'm just like, figure if you're going to take the paper or not take the paper, but let's go. What I didn't know, and she told me later she was doing, she was actually praying. And she was like, God, do I bring the invitation to the Christmas Eve services with me or do I not? Do I? Uh, your life, God, you've won the victory. I'm walking into your stuff. Help me. And she put it in her purse and we left. We get in and now I'm in line to buy cupcakes to be able to feed a bunch of hungry youth at their Christmas party. And as I'm doing the old cupcake thing, first thing is elbows go out on the cart because you don't want anybody passing you. And the next one is you just sort of ease the cart into somebody else's personal space to make them want to move. That's, that's where my brain is. You just keep this line moving. This is how bad my attitude was. Is I remember the lady in front of me was asking for a specialized cake. She wanted the cake to say, happy birthday, Jesus. And I'm in my mind going, do you think Jesus really cares if the cake says, happy birthday or not. I mean, that's just how bad my attitude was. I'm being beat up by 2018 because I'm living it for myself. My wife, on my other hand, I hear behind me say, oh, those are really beautiful boots. I'm like, what is that all about? 
Well, the conversation went with this couple that was behind here from beautiful boots to what are you doing on Christmas? Do you know the true meaning of Christmas? Do you want to come to our Christmas service? And can I pray for you? And I'm sitting there right in the middle of it, blown away. And my wife leaves it going, that was the most God said. That was awesome. I just love it. I'm like, what was the difference? I was living for me, thinking about my best interests. I was fighting my life. And what was happening, Sam's? I was getting beat up. My wife, on the other hand, was just, she was fleeing from sin. She's pursuing gentleness. She had prayed and asked God to help. She actually put it into practice. And then she stepped in this whole thing of where she was actually now praising God in a situation that I just saw nothing praiseworthy. And I just look at it and go, how do we want to live 2019? So just one quick little story on that one is, I'm walking into Mariano's just a couple days ago. And I'm in line and I'm in a hurry. And I instantly, it's the same thing. It's all like flashbacks. I've got my elbows out and I'm moving my cart. And I'm like, oh, I know what I'm even going to be preaching. And so I, I look at the lady in front of me and the lady in front of me is struggling with her card. It won't work. And the card was one of those uh, 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 Illinois food stamp cards. And she only had $7 of stuff. And I'm like, all right, here I go. Oh, Lord, please help me be more gentle. Lord, please help me be more gentle. Really bad attitude. But I prayed it anyway. Then I turned to the lady and said, hey, uh, I'm going to pay for her things. Don't tell her that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give. I'm trying to practice this love and gentleness thing. And so really in my mind, I'm saying, Lord, let me be gentle. But man, this is going to get her out of my way a whole lot faster. <laughs> and at the end, she, oh, thank you so much. Boom, boom. She doesn't even say thank you. She grabs all her stuff and she just goes. She takes her free groceries and I'm in line going, mm-hmm. And I'm now getting what, and I turn and look, and the cash lady's got this grin from ear to ear. Her eyes are sparkling, and she almost lifts her hands up, and she goes, somebody finally brought hope back into my life that the goodness of humanity is not gone. Thank you so much. And she goes, praise the Lord. And I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Even God can use my bad attitude if I'm willing just to try, because she was praising the last step, and I wasn't, but it was quite awesome. And I walked away going, man, if God can, if we're just willing to say, hey, not my fight. <coughs> this is God's fight and I'm going to fight his fight this way. I am going to flee from the stuff that is pulling me away from God. I'm going to flee from sin this 2019 and I'm going to turn and say, God, help me walk into something that is much more godly, righteous, loving, endurance. Can I walk into those characteristics? And I'm just going to practice them and then praise you to whatever happens, whatever the outcome is. The last little bit is I, I brought my boxing gloves because uh, this one was, was, was interesting. This is actually the, in order not to hurt anybody, these were the gloves we were wearing. So this is the glove I, I, I punched that guy in the face with. <laughs> so I kept it. <laughs> so here's the last little bit about this is, is after we have fled and, and then pursued, he, he, Paul comes in with this next point and he, and he looks right at it and he says, hey, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And I looked at that and I tried to picture that one. I could picture fleeing. It reminded me of, you know, running from our sins. It was like a mousetrap. I could, I could picture in my mind, in my own life, what it is to, to pursue those godly things because I've, I've seen my wife do it. And I was trying to think of what, what it means and what it looks like to actually fight a good, it's an action verb. We should fight. What does this look like? And as I was struggling to picture it, what ended up happening is, is God reminded me of something is right here. That next verse after it, it says, take hold of the eternal life, which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
Paul is actually saying, I remember the day when you accepted Jesus, when you started this whole thing. And I have been with you this whole time. See, he's saying, Timothy, fight the good fight. Because Timothy knew what the fight looked like because his whole Christian walk, he had been watching Paul fight. As we step into 2019, I think what we need is, is we need people in our lives that inspire us to fight better for his glory. The fight that he has already won, we need to be trained. You know, if you were here last week, I talked about how important it is for us to share Jesus with somebody. And so that they would end up sharing Jesus with somebody. But it's also important to have somebody in our lives who's sharing Jesus with us. So that when I share, it goes on and on and on. And then in 33 years, 8.5 billion people will all be trained up in how to follow Jesus. But here's the part is, is who then is training you? Who do you have, like Timothy have, of an example of, I put it this way. It's somebody around you that smells like Jesus. That when you are around this person, there is an aroma in who they are in the fact that they inspire you to say, the way they live, I want to live. The way they treat people, it smells like Jesus. I want to be like that. Who are those people? And you know what? I need to get myself around them so that I can learn from them, so that I can then teach somebody else, who then can teach somebody else. And then what is happening is, is the people of God are actually making disciples. We're doing what God has called us to do. So what I'm going to do is I kind of just thought through all the people in my life and said, hey, who is it that is inspiring me right now? Uh, it's, my, it's my father. I've spent my whole life trying to prove to my dad that I don't need him. I want to now kind of just say, hey, in 2019, dad, would you sit down with me at least once a month and have lunch on me so that I can ask you questions, so that I can watch you live for Jesus? Because I need help to fight the fight that Jesus has already won for his honor. And so as we look at it, we kind of got three moves We got this move of saying, hey, it is because of who Jesus is, because of his amazing grace, he says, I love you so much that I have forgiven you of your sins. So now run from them. Turn around and go the other direction. He says that'll help us doing that. And in going the other direction, run into, pursue some of his characteristics. Pray for them. Practice them and praise God for them. And find somebody in your life. Ask God, God, send me somebody that's going to inspire me to do this even better. And what happens is, is we begin a fight that ends in his victory and we can inspire others to fight along with us. So as I look at 2018 and kind of say, man, I'm beat up. 2019 might even be rougher It might even be more, but I'm excited for the fight because I am no longer fighting for me. I'm fighting for this last line in this whole thing, to him be honor and might forever. I'm fighting for his glory, the victory that he has already won for me. And my hope is that you'd be willing to join me in this one. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for 2018. I thank you for the fact that uh, uh, I didn't fight well. 
And I thank you for showing me that. And, and I come to you humbly and say, help me and my uh, brothers and sisters here, help our, this family, help us to fight better for your glory in 2019. Thank you for winning it already for us. May we live in your victory by fleeing from our sins, pursuing your godliness, and send us somebody here on this earth that is going to be our example and going to inspire us to fight even better. In Jesus' name, amen.